And we're back. It feels like we didn't even leave. It feels like there is no break between the seasons of the challenge. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. John, can you hear me? Is my microphone clear? I just need to make sure everything is good because we got lots to say about this new season of the challenge. Uh, you're coming in loud and clear. I know I am because I'm a naturally loud person. Uh, <laughs> we are now recapping the challenge season 39 losers as wow. uh, i choose to call it because by definition now these people are champions and if you're not winning you're losing wow i mean i think that's kind of harsh because i'm a harsh person this is a harsh world tj well, lavin would approve i'm just saying most of these people have only been on the show once so it's kind of harsh to call them losers because they didn't win in their rookie season. Sheldon, if you didn't win, by definition, you lost. It's a binary concept. Listen, I'm not saying that there aren't losers on this show. There's definitely some losers. <laughs> most definitely, especially when you're voting yourself into elimination and telling the whole, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll yes. There. There's there's a couple of people who said some things on this premiere episode of the challenge losers where I'm like what are you talking about? Uh, let's let's start with your man Jay. In yeah. in the season preview, well the, you know how like they're showing highlights and you got a TJ mm -hmm. voiceover and he's talking about like what the season's going to look like and Jay says I will do anything it takes to win. Jay, little free advice. Do less. Just do less <laughs> across the board. That's going to be yeah. your recipe for success, Jay. Do less. But we know that's not going to be his MO, right? Because that's not how Jay moves. We know no. that already. And so if you're Jay, you just got to try, man. I mean, at this point, we know that he's following Michelle along and <laughs> Michelle. Hi, Michelle. We're going to get to Michelle, your favorite in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, there just in the opening, I, I recognized how old I was. I am, I am old. And that is, so they put them in the arena where the eliminations take place in outdoor ish space. Mm -hmm. With just like cots and a bunch of booze. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Sheldon. Maybe this is me talking as a 40 year old. You put me in that situation, knowing that I am on a season of the challenge. I may be yeah. having two drinks, focusing on water and trying to sleep as best I can. Am I wrong? Is this, is this just growing up? I will say the interesting part here was normally at least you're in the house and in the yeah. house, it's more conducive to like having a party. Right. So I think that part's kind of weird. Normally they like, they meet TJ, TJ tells them the format, then they party. Correct. And you're not sleeping like, on a cot. No, my instincts would be like, Oh, this is a trap. Mm -hmm. This is a trap. This is the producers trapping us. Yeah. And really what they should have done was while they were partying, they should have showed up and said, hey, now it's time to do the challenge. Now we know that they can't do that, obviously, because you're not allowed to have people compete in competitions when they're inebriated. But 
you know, that would have been funny. My other thing that I, I, well, there's a lot that I have to fight. There's a lot. I mean, just in general, I'm so glad that like the real challenge is back, like MTV challenge. Like I immediately felt the difference. But oh. your girl, Michelle, says, my experience on Survivor that I just get along with everyone. Mm-hmm. My problem with that is it ignores several seasons of the challenge. <laughs> Listen, right? we're here about we're about positive reinforcement, okay, John? Not everything has to be about combative and about focusing on the negative. That's not a good way to proceed into the future. You want to look forward to the future and be positive and bring positive energy to the future. No need to drug up the past. So let, let me rephrase that, Sheldon. Let's say you're in a position to hire someone on a new job and they give you your resume, uh, give you the resume. And on the resume, it says, grade four, teacher says I got along well with everybody. And you're like, okay, but you're like 28. What's happened since then? And they're like, in grade four, my teacher said I got along well with everybody. Uh Would you hire that person? If it was Michelle, yes. <laughs> no, but I, I just want to say something though. Off the front end, okay? It was good to see like just the regular faces and to see them in the vibes, as you mentioned, of what the real challenge is. And you know, you're seeing, you know, Big T and DJ Mel, and you're just seeing people having a good time. Even your man Skewy is there having a good time, and you know, drinks are flowing, your man Jay, like Everyone's just having a great time. And since we're talking about Michelle, that clip where she's talking to dude, I don't know, is Callum when she's talking to him. And Callum. and the way that they made it seem that this was the conversation because it was edited very strategically. But the way that it came across was him saying, I have self-control, to which then Michelle says, I don't. It's just like, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm okay. Let's talk about that. The vibes are high to start let's, this challenge. Let's talk about that scene. That is night two, but we can talk about it now. Well, I mean, super, super thick sexual tension between Michelle and Callum. And okay. at the same time, tempered by Michelle bringing super aggressive interrogative energy <laughs> like really cross-examining him and to michelle's credit long-time listeners of you killed it no i am not a michelle fan but to her credit she smelled something was off with your man callum so she, here's a help she was like i'm attracted to this guy but mm-hmm. mm, something's not right here here's a helpful hint okay if you have those vibes you got to trust your vibes first off and most importantly yeah. right Trust those vibes. I get it. You know, like, but the one thing I will say, okay, even if that is the case, even if that's what you're thinking, you know the deal already. There's no need to front. There's no need to pretend. You know what you're getting into. And that's okay. Be confident in it and move forward. Like, I understand it, but anytime you have to question, right? Like, it shouldn't be that simple. Uh, it shouldn't be that difficult of a conversation. If you're talking to someone and it's like, hey, are you single? Yes or no. Anytime it has to go beyond, well, yes, I'm single. And then when there's more after that, chances are that person's not single. 
Just going out on a limb. Yeah. <laughs> right. Helpful hint, kids. Helpful hint, and just like the way he hemmed and hawed, like I mean, you can tell, good for you can tell that my guy was in some entanglements there. You know, he's probably on the uh, Jada Pinkett Smith train there. <laughs> I'm surprised she has not come up more on this podcast. Bruh. Jada Pinkett Smith is a mess. As yeah. is Will Smith. They are they are equally messy. They are they. I mean, I know this is not what the, our podcast is about, but are they the messiest couple of all time? They're like nah, they're not of all time. Richard Burton like, and Elizabeth Taylor levels of messy. Not of all time, but they are definitely doing the most. Yeah, definitely doing the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michelle, good luck with that. But we all see where this is going. Oh yeah. Let's continue though. Let's continue though. What else happened, man? Well, I just want to say, just in general, I really like this cast. I'm really mm-hmm. glad to see uh Horacio, Norris, Olivia, Corey Lay, Mariah, DJ Mel. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of people on this show where I'm like, oh yeah, I like that person. I will say, oh, big T, love big T. Yep. Every scene with DJ Mel, I'm like, oh, I miss her best friend Kyle. Like it's a, it's been a minute Kyle. since we had Kyle on the show. Also, he's never oh. won, so I would like Kyle on or Kyle to return. Um, yeah, I really like this. Also, I want to give a shout out to longtime listener Greg Holcomb, mm-hmm. who did you and I a solid and gave us briefing notes on like all the like non-American or like non-familiar challenge regulars, like people who are on. Uh, Challenge Argentina and Challenge Australia and Challenge UK. Oh, okay. So thank you, Greg. We're going to refer to those notes from time to time. We can't refer to them all because they are so detailed, but thank you so much, Greg. We see you and we appreciate you. Um, I did like for Kyland, they had a little, a little key, a little, a little title for him that says one challenge completed, which seems really strong for my man who is on one episode <laughs> two episodes <laughs> last in time two seasons, like, right? it's, not like, two seasons it's not like it's not like they're just one season i mean if he's been on two seasons he's he's been on a total just one season he's just been on one season like, max three episodes like <laughs> i got you okay same with huey same with Corey lay like and I really oh, like Huey, One and I really like Corey Lane. I got you. Sorry. I completely misread that yeah. as like one. Anyways, yeah, I'm an idiot. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, what do you You're think right, of this though. cast? I, so I like the cast, right? There's an energy. I like the fact that they know the show that they're coming on to. And it really takes you back to the early stages of this MTV challenge because this was before everyone who was coming on the show was just coming on and worried about their home life or worried about, you know, anything other than coming on the show and having fun and hopefully winning some money. You know what I mean? Where Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, it became, there was a a run where the show became kind of like a CrossFit competition where you're just getting like the biggest, strongest, fittest people, which, you know, you still see that, but I feel like these people are still more, um prone to having fun which i think is huge for this mtv version and we see this 
because you know first off the trailer for the whole season looks dope that's a one that's one so big telltale sign um a beautiful cast as always because that's what mtv does all the time consistently we appreciate that but also i just think that the way that this like the, the people are young you know a lot of them don't seem attached um the fact that situationship came up as a term very <laughs> early on already is just you know good news for us as viewers but i also got a message and i got a shout out sarah who sent me a message i'm trying to find it right now uh sarah said uh excited to hear you guys for the real challenge coming up I know we've been a bit disappointed with the lack of hookups recently, but I definitely encourage you and John to be on quote, top watch as it were. Even if the hookups aren't being shown, a lot of people are wearing each other's clothes in confessionals. Oh. Example, Mariah wearing banana stuff. MTV had a quote, meet the challengers kind of intro episode last week. You can already see some people have definitely gotten friendly. So it's a fun game and gives some insight into who's hooking up. What a so, good insight. Thank you, Sarah. What a what a good tip for us and our listeners. I like that. I will say, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Shelly, light spoilers, but Nerissa and Horacio are a thing. Like if if you follow either one of them on Instagram, on the social they are like it is on main street like they are not hiding it so that is a beautiful couple right like maybe the hottest couple to, since like ct and dm it's a thing it's definitely a thing i'm yeah. interested you mentioned ct i'm interested to see i know we're kind of all over the place here but seeing how these guys are going to pop into the show I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. I yeah. know they've done this bit before, but I do. I'm excited. I'll say very excited to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also, I'm interested in some of the new personalities. Uh, Kieran says that he just wants to win so he can put his money into Pokemon. And like, I'm not even going to criticize your man because I have a basement full of collectibles. Like, who am I? But he's gonna flip his shit when he like gets to know Corey Lay, who worked on the Pokemon video games. Like Corey Lay's like oh. real life job is he's a software engineer that works in video game design, and like he used to work on Pokemon. So okay. they're gonna be best buds, or Kieran's going to annoy the shit out of Corey Lay. One of the two. There will be no in between. A wise man once said, anything is possible, right? That's um, right. Yeah, I like the cast. I even liked seeing Ed. Like people, different people would pop up and I'd be like, oh yeah, that person's cool. Like I like their vibes, you know, like yeah. even seeing Chauncey, Chauncey talking about Amber and their baby. Like it was just good to see people back on the show and actually get some time because I know it was a longer episode than what we just finished with the regular challenge. It was good to get some time to kind of like get into the person, right? Like who these people are, because that ultimately is what makes us cheer for people and helps them build out this challenge brand. Because we've seen Horacio, you know, for a couple of years, we've seen Big T try to strategize before, you know, 
Um, so that all made it interesting. But let's get to the, the actual daily challenge. Unless there's still like people that you are excited to see, which we can get to like during. But what, well, before, what did you make of just the we, setup of this whole game? Because there's a lot to it. There's a lot. I just want to say, so we should go over it. Apparently, there's going to be oh. stages to this. The first is control, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is level one, as TJ de described. So control is where they try to uh, opt the amount of this money in the pool. That's sorry, right. this, is my, this is my fault. I apologize because <laughs> I told you to keep going and let's move it on. And then I remembered that there is something that we need to discuss because oh. I was very outraged by this. Because oh. this is a big deal, depending on what happens every season of the challenge. It is high praise. Whoever gets to give the toast at the start oh, of yeah. the challenge. Oh, my God. Season. How did we skip this? This is my fault. I tried to move us along too quickly. That cannot be Jay. I don't know who else well, it should have been. I'm just saying it can't be Jay. It just can't be. I'm sorry. So here's it. I had I had two thoughts back to back as I watched Jay give us maybe th maybe three thoughts. Thought number one: This is a really good toast. Thought it was number a solid two, toast. I'll be honest; it was solid. It was solid. You're right. Thought number two: Definitely pre-written. That was a written rap. Thought number three: yeah. Because we saw other people then follow up with like more. My sense is that one of the producers pulled Jay aside. We're like, yo, we need a toast shot. Read this. And then other people like the, my read was the vibe in the room was like, yo, what's this guy giving the toast? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like you raise an interesting question. Who should have given the toast? So one thing I will say, and especially because this becomes a theme of the first episode, I'm going to throw it did have to be a dude. Like, if you think about it, like Michelle's been on way more episodes, way more seasons now, right? Like I would even have taken for like Olivia, who clearly they're trying to make Olivia and Horatio like the face of this brand so far. But like Big T's been on for a long time. DJ Mel's been on for a long time. Like there are a lot of people who've been there and have been more parts, a bigger part of the show than Jay. Yeah. I'm just questioning why did like, and I'm saying this because it became a theme of the show, which which changed my lens, right? Because okay. I was viewing this as wait, why is it the dudes that are taking taking control of all this? Yeah. I will say, I mean, you mentioned Big T. She gave a toast when they were spending the night in the arena, which I thought was a genuine toast. Like, I don't think yes. that was pre-written. I think that was Big T being very real. And mm -hmm. maybe she, like, prematurely toasted. But, like, I think she would have been a better choice. Okay. Yeah. As, like, a well-spoken, funny person who's actually, like, been around the block, been around the block longer and more than Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think no, totally I think Big agree. T would have been a big choice. But do you agree with my thinking that like he might have been fed that or like encouraged by producers to say or do something? I wholeheartedly agree with you. I think that is a great call. And you know, I'm not a huge fan of Jay. I don't want to come off as like I'm ripping him too much, but I also don't think that he would have been the dude 
to come up with a speech on his own. No. I don't think he would have been the dude to step up and be like, hey, I want to give the toast. So I agree with you there. I think that was a really good call. And yeah, definitely some written raps there given to him by the producers, which if we're being honest, and we say this a lot, we give credit where credit's due. That's actually great producing. Yeah, it's a good job. Uh, so I did want to get into the format of the season broadly yes. before we talk Let's about um, the actual daily competition. So TJ just explained that there's going to be three levels. The first is control, where they have to try to up the amount of money in the collective pool. Right now, it's at $300,000. They could get up to $500,000. The second stage is chaos, where they have to try to hang on to the money that they have won. And conquest is where they try to up the money once again. And significantly, for the first time ever, they are all one team. They vote each other off the team, but they are one team. That's a, such an interesting wrinkle, right? Because you have to work together. And it, it's it's interesting because it makes me wonder what the old school challengers would do in this situation. But I do just like the new wrinkle because obviously you have new challengers trying to tackle new problems, which makes for new drama. And I'm here for that. Mm. Um I just think that was a great job. And because I don't know the answer of what's the right way to go about this. And clearly, neither did the cast. <laughs> no, the cast. I mean, another thing that I like about this season's the conceit of the season that like none of them have won before. So they're making so many mistakes. And it makes for entertaining TV because it's way more unpredictable because they are all make it like there's no one i'm like oh yeah that's smart and wise everyone is blundering at least in this episode and i love it like it's it's yeah. more entertaining than i expected uh so the first daily competition is whole control which man they definitely listen to this podcast because those jokes are too easy um so what they have to do is they have a series they all go into this deep hole Oh God! Uh, they have to. There's poles in the hole, and they have to get them all out of the hole. Both the poles and the people all have to get out of the hole by climbing a slick. It's like a mud hole. They have to climb this slick wall, and then they have to put all the poles in order so it spells out or shows the challenge logo. They have well, to technically, technically they have to put. Technically, they have to put. After they get the poles out of the big hole, they have to then insert the poles into smaller holes. Sheldon, I'm just trying to be mature. Isn't that isn't that what's happening here? Like, what what do you mean? Is that not the way it works? And you have to You're put the wrong. poles in specific orders, right? In a specific yes. order into the smaller holes. That's true. Yeah. Uh, if they get it done in under 10 minutes and they will add $50,000 to the bank. So yes. Kieran's background is in the military and he says he was a rifleman for five years and they used to do this stuff all the time. So he's like, I'll organize everybody uh -huh. and sort of setting up the theme for this episode and possibly the season. Berna, who is a trained gymnast also has ideas, but everyone ignores Berna. And she, I think rightly, says in confessional, everyone is just play like doing what works for the men and focusing on what works for the men as opposed to what would be smart. Correct. She's yeah. bang on. And it made no sense because 
you know, the other part of this is there's so many people that are involved and it would have made sense to say, okay, well, who has an idea? Who has another idea? Let's pick the best idea. But he didn't yeah. do that. He just kind of like stood up, took charge and didn't really like, it's not like, I can't say his plan didn't make sense because it did make sense. But it's just a matter of you got to make sure everyone's on board. And I don't know if everyone kind of knew it was it wasn't organized chaos. It was just chaos, if that makes sense. He was very focused on the one aspect of getting out of the hole, which is getting everyone out, which is mm -hmm. important. But there's like several steps where I'm like, hmm, that's not the best choice. Like, I'll tell you one that like as I was watching this, I was like, why aren't they doing this? Because the poles are very solid. Nerissa at one point says they're 50 pounds. And there's one point where like they're trying to push someone out of the hole and leaning against the wall that they're trying to scale is one of the poles, which was mm -hmm. higher than where the person's foot was. I was like, exactly. why aren't they climbing on the poles? Mm -hmm. Like, why aren't they using that as a as like boost someone up to the pole? Then they boost exactly that and out and then and like this is really important towards the end one of the big struggles is getting kieran and jay out kieran especially they're the last two guys they're trying to pull them out if they've left a pole behind it would have been way easier yeah totally agree with you totally agree with you there um again just not organized it was just chaos and you know, the plan of getting all the women out first, because in theory, the women are smaller, so they'd be easier to get out. But then now you're saying that all the women should go and worry about putting the puzzle in order, which, again, is just like a random thought. What if one of the guys is really good at puzzles? Like, shouldn't you try to get him up there quickly to organize it? Or shouldn't like, again, I think the biggest thing should have been to differentiate who are your strongest people, who are your mm -hmm. best climbers, who are your best puzzle people, and then organize yourself that way. I think that would have been the best way to go about it, regardless of gender. Because again, you're going on the assumption that all the women are way smaller than all the men, which we know is not the case. Um, so yeah, I mean, I thought it was weird, but I also knew, and tell me if I'm wrong here, I knew there was no way they were going to complete this challenge. No, 10 minutes is way too hard. I mean, Mariah was, I think it's Mariah does Oof. the math. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How did we go 25 minutes into this pod without mentioning Mariah? Me and Mariah. Oof. Go back. <laughs> You're supposed to finish the line, John. Come on. Like babies and pacifiers. I was going to let you do it. <laughs> Man, no, we haven't even talked about how I'm on a huge Tom Tom Club kick lately, um, but you know the Tom Tom, Tom, Tom Club. Club, yeah. No, I'm no. I'm gonna. About I'm gonna be, I'm no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be an old head for a second. Kids, okay. the youth that are listening to this podcast, and I suppose Sheldon as well, look up Tom Tom Club Genius of Love. Okay. That's the sample that Mariah Carey used for fantasy. Oh, and by you. itself, it is a banger song. And Tom Tom Club has another song, which I am blanking on the name of. I'm going to look it up right this second, 
which also you will recognize from songs like KRS-One's Step Into a World. Mm-hmm. Now, for you young hipsters that are listening to this podcast, and I know you're out there, uh, it's the other one is Love to Love You Baby. Yeah. Love to Love You Baby. Listen to that song as well. But the Tom Tom Club was a side project of the Talking Heads who are having a moment okay. right now because people are big on John Byrne these days. Not Byrne. Not John Byrne. Why am I blanking on his name? Anyway, listen to Tom Tom Club. They're huge in hip hop, even though they're like a couple of white hipsters from the early 80s. You'll like them, Sheldon, I promise you. I got to say that I find it hilarious that when you said that, my first thought was Tom Sandoval and Tom, whatever the other Tom's name is, on Vanderpump Rules, because their bar is called Tom Tom. Wow. I watch a lot of reality TV and I have issues, but as I said, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Just like my advice to Michelle, just know what you're into. The lead singer of Talking Heads is David Byrne. I don't know why I was blanking on that. John Byrne created Alpha Flight, the comic book. We're all good. We can stop talking about the 1980s now. You're talking about comic books. I'm talking about Vanderpump Rules. This <laughs> is the You Killed It podcast. Ladies and, <laughs> and notably, John Byrne is Canadian. Just to, just to do what we always do and make it about Canada. Um, I just got to say as well, another thing that I want to criticize the challengers for, the cast members for, when it comes to putting the polls in order, mm-hmm. isn't the move to lay them on the ground and order them yeah. rather than constantly put them in and out of the small holes? Of course. That's just, you know, that's experience. And if you're inexperienced at putting the pole in the holes, you just run into trouble, right, in the long run. But if you have more experience, you really know how to um, put the pole in the hole better so that it works out better for everyone involved. I'm just going <laughs> to let the silence breathe, Sheldon. I was waiting for you to jump in there. No, but seriously, you're right. In all seriousness, you're obviously correct. And I do mean it. Like, everything I just said I meant. I was just being stupid. But, like, the reality is, clearly, if anyone here, if Johnny Bananas was involved or if, like, CT, any of the old school challengers that have been through this before, they automatically would have known you don't waste time putting them in order in the actual holes because that's just going to waste time when you have to then reorganize it. You lay it out first, and then once you're ready, then you insert. Yeah. Yeah, See, you got no to do the proper... Something that's innuendo, by the way. Like, I you got to really do the proper prep. To... <laughs> no, you got to do the proper prep. You don't want to just jam it in, you know? Um, I think it was Nerese from Mariah. I think it was Nerese from Mariah who said, like, there's 24 of us. We have 10 minutes. And, like, they're right. Like, if you think about it, if you break that down, that means to get just the 24 of them out of the big hole, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you're looking at one every faster than every 30 seconds. And that's just to get people out of the hole. Yeah. Like, I I don't think they were ever going to do Yeah. I don't think they were ever going to do it. But that's the producers again, like creating the show, creating the drama early on. Cause you don't, what's more entertaining in the first episode, them succeeding 
or them failing miserably and then having to point fingers in terms of who's going to get eliminated. Mm-hmm. Great producing, great producing. I'm here for it. I want to go back to the house though. Talk to me. So obviously they fail, right? It's not even close. They don't get the job done. Um, but then things get interesting because we're finding out like the drama of the house. And this is the stuff that we were talking about before in terms of getting back to the old challenge. One of the things that would always be funny is the race for the rooms and who is rooming with who and why. And you're starting to see the separation within the house. What did you make of that whole breakdown? I mean, it was great. It was great seeing how much fun they're having um, and like sort of surprising connections about like who's buddies with who. I also think, and I mean, we're going to have to single Berna out because she singled herself out. I also think maybe they are overthinking about who they're going to be in a room with. Like, let me ask you this. I mean, maybe I'm being old again, but the people who I would want to room with are the ones who go to bed at a similar hour to me and are tidy. Like, I'm not thinking about alliances or hookups because like you can talk to your alliance anywhere in the house Uh you can hook up anywhere in the house so i just want people who are like on the same like housekeeping wavelength you know what i mean totally get it totally agree with you as well and i think that you know the weird part about this was they were so focused on being in the same room in terms of alliances and that's strange to me. I just found that to be a weird flex and an unnecessary flex as well. Because as you said, like you can just talk to anyone at any time, anywhere. So I would be more focused on just who'd be the better roommate, who smells the least, right? Who's mm-hmm. not farting at night? Who like all of those things, who's loud at night and loud in the morning? Like all of those things are way more important to me anyways. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's I like I just I don't think it matters. And also people are people are gonna be leaving the house immediately. So you're gonna have a chance to like move around if like exactly. the vibe's not right for you, you know? Like I don't know. So my question <laughs> though is what was, my question though is so Berna Berna clearly becomes like kind of the main one of the main focuses of this episode. And she's cool with Huey. She's also cool with Michelle, but she's already made a point of kind of making issues here because she didn't feel like she was heard during the daily challenge. And then she comes Mm -hmm. back to the room and no one really, she doesn't get her roommates of choice. To me, this is doing too much. This is also someone who is inexperienced at the show because you're making issues of things that don't need to be an issue, especially as soon as you get into the house. You're just putting a target on your back. And I didn't understand her gameplay. Like you could come in confessional and be like, hey, I had the right idea of what we should do. And that'd be cool. You don't need to bring that up in the house. Right? Yeah. I think Bern is bringing the wrong mindset to this. And like, I know you're going to like where I'm headed with this. The attitude should be, what is the hand I have been dealt? Mm -hmm. So, okay. She's right. And like, I want to say this. Bern is right. They were not listening to her. She had good ideas. But what this means is, okay, they don't listen to me. 
Well, how can I manipulate that? How can I turn this around and be like, hey, we got to get rid of Kieran because he doesn't listen to people, right? Yeah. And like, okay, you're not in a room with Michelle, the person you're closest with. Pull Michelle aside and be like, listen, we're in different rooms. Let's use this to our advantage. This means you're responsible for keeping an eye on those three people, and I'm responsible exactly. for those three people. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, don't. You're right. You don't have to like it, but you can be like, okay, this is the hand I've been dealt. What can I do with this? Yeah, this is. There's a way to go about this, and also have a better understanding of who you're trying to work with. Like, you got to know that part of Michelle's game, she could be cool with you, but you also got to know that she's going to try to be cool with everyone else because she's playing the game. So you can't be freaking out so early on about anything because you mention this all the time. Every single season, we talk about a new, a new run of the challenge. It's don't do something to put a target on your back. Just lay low early. And Berna did the opposite of laying low early. She's crying in her room by herself because she's mad about her roommate. Huey's her friend trying to help her, and she's, like, dissing them, dissing him as well. And it's like, how are you dissing someone who is on your side? That makes no sense. Yeah, There's no need yeah. for that. Just well, doing too much. Doing way too much. And, like, I mean, if I was in the challenge house, the way I would be thinking is – especially let's say the first four nights, I'm not going to go to bed until the majority of people have gone to bed. Correct. I'm like, I'm going to eat when the majority of people are eating. You know what I mean? Like I would be so keyed into going with the flow oh. and Berna's not doing that. Like she's doing the opposite yeah. of that. She is making this so much harder than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. yeah it was just weird totally weird but what do you make of like the different factions just within the house because at first we get this whole scene where big t is trying to rally the women together right saying hey let's pay attention to what just happened in this challenge the men really took control and made us just like follow along and i'm pretty sure they're just going to try to throw us all in so if we use our numbers together we can go back at them and then immediately after that, we find out that the other group of women are planning the opposite. And in fact, they're trying to get Big T out. <laughs> what do you make of the two factions in the house? And I'll ask you early, which one are you riding with? It's tough because I think, I mean, I really like and respect Big T. And I think her thought process is correct. Her execution is bad because she is trying to form an alliance with everyone and like that's going to yeah. blow up in her own words like she acknowledges she's doing too much but like she can't she like, be west yeah and huey even calls her out on it where he's like hey like you're swearing on your parents lives that you're not like that you don't have a mastermind scheme which is like super suspicious like that's way too strong and then I also really like... And then, hold on, and then immediately they cut to her saying, I do have a mastermind. Uh, yeah, so, like, way too much. But I also, I like the, the women in the other group. Like, I like Mariah. I like Narice. I like Olivia. Like, I like all those people. But I think their thinking's wrong. I think... They are stuck in the assumption that there's going to be a male winner and a female winner. 
And they told us there isn't already. Yeah, but like sometimes it takes people a while to get what's really going on. Right? I thought TJ explained that though. There's just gonna be one winner. Oh, he did. And that's that's mm-hmm. what the message that Big T is taking and working from, but they haven't absorbed it. Like it's one thing to be told yeah. something, that's another thing to absorb it. And like they're too locked into uh like oh the women are our competition. No, do you want to run a final against a soft? No. Yeah. Do you want to get into a strength competition with Ed? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, what you have, and again, Big T's right, is you've got an equal amount of numbers right now. So use it. Yeah. And they, yeah. they failed to do that, Shelly. And the other part, too, to this from a house standpoint, because even all the guys get together and they're doing the same thing on their side where they're like, let's just make it a women's elimination and have them get eliminated. And it's like, cool, I get that in theory, but I'm waiting to see where the crossover comes in terms of people understanding that you're going to need just a strong people on both sides, whether it's a man or a woman. You're going to need strong people, period. And that should be your focus, identifying who the weak people are in the house, regardless of gender. Because, and again, I'm saying weak people, not in terms of strength. I'm saying weak players, because people could be bad at spelling, bad at eating competitions, bad at strategy, bad teammates. All of those things that have nothing to do with actual physical strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... Like I said, everyone is blundering this season. <laughs> like just so, like immediately off the hop. Just would you make the deliberation? So I'm so glad you asked because there's a lot happening here. First of all, Callum, for whatever reason, is like I'm going to be the one to kick this off, and ba- he starts to say basically like Let's nominate a woman, and everyone's like, Yo, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> but then also. Narice, to her credit, and I really love Narice. Narice is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we talking about here? And like tries to put the brakes on. And I was disappointed, and maybe this was the edits. I didn't see any other woman back up Narice at first. Yeah. Eventually, some people start talking. But there's a moment where it's Narice versus Callum versus, um, there's, uh, versus Corey Lay. And I was yeah. just like, and also, whoever Whoa, the dude like this isn't great. Because uh, it was a great point that she made, Kieran. Yeah, it was a great point that she made. Why is it that it's a woman's day going in when it was the guys who came up with the plan and we went along with the plan? And then the guys turn and they tur- they make it into, well, did you have a better idea? Because you never said your idea. And it's like, that's not the point. Because if you came up with the plan, we're under a time constraint here. And if you guys are that confident in the plan and we go with it, you can't then come back in the deliberation and be like, well, you didn't have an idea because what purpose would it have served in that moment when they were so forceful and being like, this is what we're going to do. Right. It wouldn't Mm -hmm. have made sense to argue about it at that point. So they went along with it. And now you can't then blame it on the women as to why it didn't work. And significantly. Yeah. It was their plan, and as we pointed out earlier in this episode, the plan did not work. Like, the flaw was the plan. Uh 
I, and several steps yeah. of the way. And the only, and like, this is again, Berna doing the wrong thing. This was Berna's <laughs> opportunity to stand up and be like, uh, actually I had another idea. Would you guys ever right? let me talk? Yeah. 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 But there's a weird deliberation. Someone makes it, it easy for drama. I like it. <laughs> it does make for drama, but then Jessica makes it easy for everyone. Sheldon, have we ever have seen ever something seen... like this? <laughs> Look at I us! Look at us! I love it. I was just gonna, I, I was gonna say not just even on the challenge. Have you ever seen someone lose the room like this earlier in the I episode? Mm-hmm. Well, so earlier in the episode, she was saying like, oh, I feel like I'm going to be singled out because I'm the smallest. First of all, I don't know that, that she's the smallest. Like Big T and DJ Mel are both quite petite. Like mm-hmm. there is, they show like as Jessica saying like, yeah, I'm the smallest. And they like Mel and uh, Big T are standing beside her. And like, they're all within an inch of each other. And, like, who knows, like, who's in a slipper, who's in a sneaker, like, who knows what the footwear situation is. But, like, she's not notably small compared to other women in the, in the house. And also, as, I mean, you already gave me credit for this, so thank you. But, like, just don't draw attention to yourself. That's all you have to do for, like, the first three or four episodes. Like, and she just, I've never seen someone lose the room like this. Well, not only did she lose the room, it was the way that she went about it. Like the things that she was saying, like it's one thing that if you're like, okay, well, I'm going to put myself in, like, let's say, and I'm not saying this is a good strategy, but it would have been a better strategy than what she did. Let's say your MO was, you know what? I feel like some eyes might be on me already. What if I volunteer to go in because I'm getting it out of the way? I'm going to prove myself, come back, stay in the house, right? I'm not saying that it's a good strategy. I'm just saying that it's better than what she did, which was explain to the rest of the house that you don't really care about the money and you don't want the money and you want to get back to your mom. And if you happen to win, which again, you don't think that you actually have a chance to win, but if you did win, you would just give the money away to charity, which again, I'm not knocking, but you're further saying that you don't care about the money to a room of people who clearly care about the money. It was just a weird flex, and I've never seen anything like it. I would like to know what her MO was. Like, what was her game plan? What were you trying to say? Was it edited in any way? It's just a weird flex. I, I, I'm, I know it was edited, but also just like we saw so many people's faces reacting in real time being like, ugh, that like, yeah. I, think, I think they gave her a fair edit. <laughs> Yeah. And no, I think that like crazy. I think that like Berna, mm-hmm. she's cracking under the pressure. And even to some degree, Big T. Like Big T's definitely doing too much. Um, and I I think they're all guilty of the same thing, where they're just they're a little freaked out. So we go to yeah. the elimination and we learn another wrinkle, Sheldon, and that is they have to vote in front of everyone. I thought you were going to say and, that we also learned that Michelle was from the Jersey Shore. I mean, <laughs> Which I didn't. Surprise me. <laughs> so, Sorry. Sorry. I got the stillies right now. Um, so 
<laughs> they have. Did um, I just throw you off? They have to. A little, yeah. They have to vote. They have to vote. And TJ has Berna vote first. And Berna, I don't know if this is like dumb luck or what, but she makes the brilliant choice of voting for Jessica first. Mm. And everyone just rolls with it. Yep. It was beautiful. But I will say I was confused by your man's Horatio. What was yeah. the point of what he did? Everyone's freaking out. No one's thinking straight. Like, like I said, this is just an episode of blunders. It's incredibly entertaining, but just so many blunders he, for no reason. Just unforced like errors. Yeah, he's one of the favorites to win, I would say. But like that has me questioning his gameplay super early because there is no need for that. Just say everyone's name and you just out of the blue decide you're going to say someone else's name just to show that you make your own decisions. That's not a good move at all. That's a good way to end no. up in elimination, bro. Even Big T, who was doing like actively trying to rally votes in another direction, she had the fort like the understanding to be like, oh, okay, well, this is like we've got 23 people voting the same way. I think I will vote with the <laughs> With the yeah. vast majority of the house, exactly. <laughs> like for sure, and but, I honestly think then, that because of Horacio's vote, mm -hmm. Jessica vote like calls down Big T because like that's the only name she heard recently that wasn't her own. Yeah, that's totally fair because like you know who knows who she would have picked, but Horacio is to blame for that for sure. I think for sure, I think that definitely plays a role. Um, the other thing I was going to say, though, is how great is that part of the game that you get voted in, but you get to pick who you're going against. How do you like that twist? I love it. It's great. And it, it means that, like, you got to be super secretive about your campaigning, right? Mm -hmm. It means that you got to be strategic about who you want to go down, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you, it's going to mean that weaker players are going to go down more often it's do you know what it reminds me of i can't remember which season but there's a couple seasons where you had to earn your skull to go into the uh to the final yep. and every year ct was like i want to go down immediately against a weaker player yeah. <laughs> and just like knock this out it's going to be yeah. along those lines right where like people will be like yeah i'll just i'll just go down like put me in and then like i'm just gonna call down like the shittiest possible person to go against and like yeah. knock this out um no i like it the elimination Let's get to the itself, elimination i yeah yeah the elimination itself i really liked um it was immediately better than basically any elimination that we saw on challenge usa what did you think of it I thought it was incredible as well. It was entertaining. It matched up some strategy, matched with some heights, matched with some cool shots, right? Like some cool just visuals. It was just great. And also it was one of those things where like, I had no idea who was going to win. And that's always the best part of a good elimination. What about you? I just, I liked that there was a small element of danger. There's a small element of strategy. 
uh, it would have worked for whoever they voted in. Like it's not necessarily about strength or speed, but it is physical. Um, so basically what they had to do was they were put into a cage suspended, I don't know, 20 or 30 feet up. And mm -hmm. they had to remove two or three layers of tiles and then pull a rope up that had a hammer, smash the glass and fall through the glass. Whoever did it first is just like a straight up race. I like Jessica be like, oh, I've screwed myself. This is my line <laughs> of the episode. I've screwed myself. I have an actual phobia of heights. Imagine being on not one, but two seasons of the challenge with a phobia of heights. Like falling from heights is 90% of the show. Like, are these people that desperate to be just on any reality show? Because to me, there's a lot of different reality shows you can apply to that don't involve heights. Yeah, Big Brother. No heights in Big Brother. Love Island. No heights in Love Island. None. You're good. You're good. You know? The circle. Like, <laughs> there's so many choices. <laughs> Love is blind. Oh, man. Uh, what's that new one? Snake Oil? I still have yet to watch it. But I see the promos a lot. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty quick elimination. A girl, yeah, Big T, to Big T. Huge literally and figuratively T. smashes it. Yeah. Big shouts to her. Big win. The whole house seems to be happy for I can't say the whole house, but the majority of the house seemed to be happy for her. They were excited. DJ Mel was cheering hard. You know, that was cool to see Big T get a big win. And especially when you think about when Big T first came on the challenge and she was thought of as yeah. such a like weak player and kind of like feebly lost early on. You know what I mean? It's in her first like iterations on the show. And now she's kind of, you know, showing that she can she's she can hold it down. She can win. So yeah, credit to Big T. Huge blow there. Um she did have one line that almost was my line of the episode where she goes, okay. I'm concerned about Horacio putting up my name. I officially don't find him hot anymore. <laughs> that was my uh, line of the episode I'm, as well. I liked it. I'm psyched for this season. Sheldon, who killed it for you in episode one, the challenge, Battle of the Losers? So I'm going to go with the producers. And the reason I'm going with the producers in episode one was just because they did a great job of just coming up with all these different twists and turns to the game to give us drama with a bunch of people who aren't used to the challenge. So you have some people who are on the challenge, but they're all like fairly new, right? So yes, there's some people who've been around for a while and haven't won. Cool. But the majority of the people are still figuring out how the game is played, but how the entertainment side of the game is also done. Meaning the strategy, the alliances, who are you voting for, all that stuff, right? And what did the producers do? They came out with all these different twists to give us the entertainment and the jokes and, you know, just overall good vibes right from the beginning. Whether it's setting up the party in the arena right and letting them rock out and have some jam and have some party there whether it was the twist that you all have to work together and you're not splitting the teams and it's not individual whether it was telling them hey only one person's gonna win and also as discussed setting up that first daily challenge that clearly they weren't gonna win 
And that just added to the drama of the rest of the episode and having people turn on each other so quickly. Just a well-oiled machine for the first episode of a brand new season of The Challenge. And hey, that trailer they aired at the end of the episode, I'm in. So in on this season. I am all the way in on this season. I'm so excited that I feel like it's fresh enough to keep it interesting, but like familiar enough to like be comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm psyched for this. I think, I think my MVP of the episode is I, I guess, I guess Huey. Like I said, people blundered through this episode. I'm going with Huey because I thought he was spitting facts at Big T and then also Mm -hmm. to Berna. Like I like that burn that like Huey called Big T out and was like, whoa, look, you are coming on way too strong here, lady. And also, like he was trying to be a good friend to Berna. And she was not taking it the right way. And he set good boundaries. Where he's like, you know what? You're like, you're being real defensive. Like, yeah, I'll see you when I see you. Um, yeah, I really like, I, I thought Huey had a good episode. It's yeah, damning with fake praise because they were all morons. But <laughs> Hey, but that leads to entertainment. Like the, the meme from Gladiator, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on the socials beginning with the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. I'd also like to announce fans of the pod. I know we got some basketball fans out there. We got a new project that we're cooking up too, which is under the Canada Hoops Daily brand. So just search Can Hoops Daily on the app formerly known as Twitter, Canada Hoops Daily on YouTube and on Instagram. And follow along because Wrap It Up is back, the Raps post-game show. I know we got some different fans that like ball, that like basketball. I know people that tune in because they're Kings fans. And so when the Raptors play the Kings, I get some chirps in my DMs, and I enjoy that. I know when the Raps play the Blazers, we get some chirps there in the DMs as well. So, you know, looking forward to that as well. And so, again, Huge shouts to all the people rocking with us here on this pod because it's been a lot of fun and keep liking and subscribing and sharing because of the real season of the challenge is back. And so we're here as well on You Killed It. Where can the people find you, my dude? They can find me on vacation because I'm going away tomorrow for two weeks. So we're going to have some co-hosts oh, yeah. step up. Yes, I forgot Sheldon's, about Sheldon's got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, just remember that. <laughs> you can find me on social media at Jay Chidley Hill. I won't be posting a lot because I'm going to be in Brazil. But when I come back, I will be covering the Toronto Raptors as well. So if you like basketball and or the challenge, we're your guys. Yes, and sir. until next episode, this was Sheldon Alexander. <laughs> you. Yeah.